It's a little bit hard to imagine, but if try to imagine that this church, instead, this altar here, instead of being wood, was made of a whole pile of stones with kind of four corners, and instead of me being here dressed in these vestments, I was dressed in some much more dramatic vestments, and here there was a big cow which I would slay and cut up and put on the altar and light a big fire in a cavity under the altar so that the sacrifice, the burnt sacrifice, would be offered to God. Well, that's the way it was. That's the way it was in the days of the Old Testament. The sacrifice was an animal sacrifice offered to God as a, as a sign, as a sign of our uh, of the people's willingness to belong to him and desire to be reconciled with him. Now instead, I will go to this altar and instead of offering up a cow that I cut up and put on the altar and burn, I will offer up that simple uh, white host, the body and blood, soul and divinity of our Lord Jesus Christ, him himself, God who gave himself to us so that upon this altar we could offer a true and pure sacrifice to God that would be entirely and completely pleasing to God and would be so great that it would expiate, that would make up for, that would expiate all the sins of the world and it would reconcile us with our Heavenly Father in a beautiful and powerful way. Well, when we sing in the psalm, the Lord has done great things for us, we are filled with joy. At the very center of these great things that the Lord has done for us is this extraordinary gift of his life for the salvation of the world, his life for our peace, his life for our joy. He gathered us together today to be a part of this offering which is offered once and for all and reenacted every time we celebrate the Holy Mass so that its merits and its benefits can be experienced again in every moment and in every time. We rejoice in this, and this truly is the greatest thing that is happening on the face of the earth. The Holy Mass, the sacrifice of the Mass, is the greatest thing that takes place on the face of the earth in objective terms. I know that in the terms of what the newspapers think are important, what the talk shows think is important, uh, what we very often think is important, that this isn't the most significant thing happening. But if we take the time to reflect and realize and be converted, be converted simply means to look at the truth for what it really is, right? If we are converted, then we do see and we can recognize that what takes place here, what gathers us together as a Christian community every Sunday is the most significant thing that happens on the face of the earth. Today we come to uh, another chapter in our tithing, in our, in our um, stewardship of all of the world. So this very same world, redeemed world, in which Christ gives himself to us, uh, to unite us and, and gather the world around his sacrifice. We, um, we are the stewards of this world. And the question that we have to ask ourselves is today is, what do we want to do 
with the world. What do we want to do with the world? What, what things do we want the world to be exalted in the world? And what things are just a matter of course? What is most important? What do we want to glorify? What do we want to magnify? What do we want to place at the center of our lives? Because, my friends, stewardship is always, like everything in the Christian life, it's not about, it's not first and foremost about realizing a project, getting a project done. It's always ultimately about what sort of a position do I take on front of reality, on front of life, on front of what is before me, what is my position. And it's ultimately always about that. And ultimately in the church, if they try to get you to do something for other than ultimately for your, the truth of your position on front of reality, then they're off message. They're off message. Because the message of the church is always the mission of, the mission of Christ. I came so that you might have life and have it in abundance. The message of the church is always that. And it's exactly the same today as we engage in this uh, third part of our stewardship renewal campaign, which is the renewal of our stewardship of treasure, our stewardship of treasure. This week, a few people kind of laughed at me and said, now we're really getting down to where it counts, right? You know, you never hit us first with treasure. You always kind of soften us up with the other stuff first. And then when, you, and then when we're ready, that's when you hit us with the treasure because that's what really counts. Not so. I would say not so. This isn't what counts. What counts is, what counts is our soul in front of Almighty God and in front of the world. On front of the world. Think of yourself as president. Think of yourself as dictator. Think of yourself as pope. Think of yourself as God. What do you want for the world? What do you want for the world? What sort of a world are you participating in building and making with your effort and your toil and your labor? What, what in your world, what is the skyscraper? You know, you go to New York and look at the highest skyscrapers and see what activity they're dedicated to. Uh, St. Patrick's is beautiful. Uh, but it's right there between two huge skyscrapers. And part of its beauty is the reflection of the skyscrapers on either side of it. And the skyscrapers are all banks and insurance companies and investment firms and, 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 and all those sorts of things, right? What, what, what is our skyline? What is our skyline? What is the highest building? What is the most precious building in our skyline? Right? Um, and that's what we have to decide. What do we want to be noticed? What do we want to underline? What do we want to serve? I think these are ways that we can look at this issue of the stewardship of our treasure. The our treasure is, um, I can understand why people think this is where it really counts, because in a certain sense you could say that all the effort of volunteering in some way um, has in some way, a lot of the effort of volunteering has become, uh, has become monetized at this stage. That's the way it is, right? Um, once upon a time, the church office would have been full of volunteers. Uh, 
Now those volunteers need to earn a living and look after the family and live their vocation. So a lot of the people in the parish office work and they get paid for the work, and rightly so. But who pays them? Now it's us, now it's the community. Now it's us, the people of God, who gather together and want our church to be a great, beautiful, powerful, and active presence in the world. We don't want our um, our presence in the world to be some old survival of a, of a, of a far-gone age, a remnant, a historical uh, remnant of something that has passed. We want it to be a sign of hope and life and energy in today's world. We want it to be the place from which the life of the world emerges. Nothing less than this. I came so that you might have life. And that you is, is that you in that sentence of Jesus is for every human being that opens the womb. That, that you, I want, I came so that you might have life is every single one of us. And that, my friends, is what this building is for. That's what this institution is for. That's what Nativity Parish is for. It's for the accomplishment of that design of the Father to bring all things together in Christ. That is what it's for. And therefore, it has a mission that's greater than the mission of those companies that own the skyscrapers uh, on the skyline of New York. The skyscraper in our world, the skyscraper of value in this world is us, is our church our place, our peace of the world, the peace of the world where we're most explicitly building his kingdom here on earth, the place where we gather around him um, to receive life from him, and the place from which the, 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 the life that is given here reaches out and throughout our community, our neighborhood, Bloomfield and the surrounding communities, something new is alive and burning. Just yesterday in the gospel, we heard about the burning heart, how I, I have come to set a fire on the earth and how I wish you were burning already. And we remembered those disciples on the way to Emmaus. Oh, how our hearts burnt within us as he spoke to us on the road. Well, we are here to set the world on fire. And therefore, we, this, this is, this is the thing that is most valuable to us. And we must indicate that in the use of our treasure. We must. Otherwise, it's, otherwise, it's self-talk. It's not, it's not, it, 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 it's talking the talk, but not walking the walk. And that's why we propose a real generous tiding of our treasure. We propose that not because we need to improve the budgets of nativity, but because we need it. We need it. The person, I, I need that dimension of my life to live. I cannot, I cannot fake this one. I need to live it and live it truly. So our request again this year is that you reconsider your, uh, contribution to nativity. I know there are many wonderfully generous people here already 
who've uh, supported our parish with great generosity throughout these years. And on behalf of all of us, I thank all of you who have dedicated, who have uh, contributed so generously to this uh, parish. Look around you and you see those people. Um, I'm always a bit reluctant to say, I thank you because you're not doing it for me. You're doing it for us. You're doing it. You, we're building a church for us. We're building a house for us. We're building a dwelling place for us. We're building a dwelling place for the people of God in the world. And therefore, the thanks that I have to communicate to you certainly includes me because I am very grateful to everyone who contributes generously to Nativity. But the thanks that I want to communicate is a bigger thanks than just from me. Um, it's a thanks from the whole living, vibrant people of God sitting here uh, today in this nice, warm, uh, um, comfortable, brightly lighted church that's living, that, that, that's a living sign of our faith. Um, so, Thank you for all of those who've contributed. I just ask you to con to to uh, review your review and renew your contribution to Nativity uh, for the coming year. And then I would like to ask, in a very heartfelt way, that um, that you that that those who've never done this, those who haven't yet ever felt that it was about them that you take the opportunity to begin the process of giving to your church, of, of committing, of committed giving to your church. It brings with it great graces and great joys. It helps you to understand what this world is. When you, when you are living there and you're going to Mass and you're in the church, but you're never contributing, you never fully feel it's yours. But when you begin to be a contributor to this uh, life, the next time you walk into the church, you feel, eh, yeah, we're doing something here together. And I'm a part of this. I'm a part of the building of this visible manifestation of the kingdom of God on the world, in the world, and all the life that comes from this. I would ask you to consider um, comparing maybe what you give to the church with some of the other things, with some of the other things on your um, expense lift. If you're new to giving or if you're just beginning the experience of giving um, or if you're giving at the lowest end of giving, maybe you can consider increasing that a little bit and betting a little bit more on Christ who will never be outdone in generosity. Maybe you could compare your giving with your connection to cable TV, for example. Which is it? Which is which is the bigger connection? Which are you investing more in? Are you investing more in being able to watch on the TV screen anything you want whenever you want, or on your connection to Lord God Almighty, who has done great things for us and filled our hearts with joy, as we said in the responsorial psalm? You can make comparisons like that. Invent any one that you want. Um, I know there are many, many here who contribute much more to our church than they do, than we do to our cable TV. Um, and I thank you, as I said, on behalf of all of us. But if you don't, maybe that's a little thing you could consider, something you could bring home with you and say, could I, do I dare, do I dare risk on the Lord enough to say that the figure I'm going to put down there 
for the month is the same figure of my of my cable bill? Am I am I willing to risk that and see what happens? I promise you, I promise you, because Jesus himself promised us he will not be outdone in generosity. So it's the time for our commitment. So you'll find the cards in the pews. We do this exercise precisely here in the church because we do it to, for, and in relationship and in response to God who has done great things for us. So I ask you to take out the cards and uh, to make your pledge now, if you can. If you're already doing it electronically and you just want to leave it going like that, if you just want to go online and tweak the figures maybe, if they need tweaking, by all means do that. Um, but the exercise of taking out that card and filling it out in the pew is a prayerful gesture of a community that says yes. You know, when I do baptisms, you can work away on it now while I'm, I'm just kind of rambling a little bit while you take out your cards and, and uh, take a look at them and see what it is uh, that you want to do. But when I'm doing a baptism, I always, when we come to that place where we renew our baptismal promises, I always ask all of those present that when we say, do you believe in Jesus Christ, our Lord, the Son of God, that they all say, yes, or we do, right? And I ask them to lift the roof off the church, and they do. And, you know, the last time I did it at St. Louis, uh, people on the street, I was told, stop, because the whole church, uh, this big, I do, started to come out of the church. Well, this is the moment for a very practical, I do, I do. It's a very practical affirmation of our discipleship of Jesus Christ and a desire and our passion to build his kingdom.